Across the legal industry, firms are seeing the increasing need for a professional and high-performance business development function. I'm Cam Dobinson from the commercial team at PASL, and today we're joined by Hugo Pena, who has seen and led this change throughout his career. Join us to take a dive into what the formalization of legal business development means for firms and for BD professionals. Welcome to the PASL CMO series, Hugo. Hi, Cam. Thank you for, for having me. It's been a pleasure. Hugo, to frame our conversation here, many of our listeners will already be familiar, but what does formalizing legal BD actually mean? And why is it something that those in business development marketing roles should be aware of? I think probably for the last 20 years or so, the legal industry has experienced a level of institutionalization that has never been seen. Uh, and, And that has transpired into different departments that come around what law firms do on a regular basis. There's a aspiration to become much more business friendly and business oriented. And that means also being much more focused on a company way to do things as opposed to just having the typical law firm arrangement from, from uh, many decades ago. And that specifically for media and marketing has had a huge impact because whereas before departments used to be much more reactive now they see their BDN marketing professionals are really trusted internal advisors so they can just go to and they can liaise with uh either with their clients directly or with other uh people involved and 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 that specifically element for me from my perspective i think that it has been the driver into not be seen just as as a department to get solutions from but someone that you can really trust and that awareness, it's different depending on the type of law firm, the location of this. And, and, and that is something that firms, particularly the big ones in, in, in big markets, have come to realize a few years now. And that has changed, definitely. Uh, I've seen it in, 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 in the UK. I've seen it now here in Mexico. And it's a very interesting uh, perspective because it all goes in different gears. Um, Obviously, the UK and, and, and the US market are way more advanced on this, and other jurisdictions are getting uh, on, there on a faster pace, but it all depends, right? You can have the uh, AM Law 100 firms doing this uh, now for a number of years, but then you have niche boutique firms also thinking about how they can do it because they see this not as a necessity, but as an asset to have, and that has definitely changed the way in which lawyers conduct business uh, before the clients. And you mentioned there you've um, worked in the UK and and and, and Mexico and op- also operated um, with a lot of US firms. Um, you've obviously worked across the world in many different roles. How do you find the trend playing out differently in Latin America? And what can others learn from what is happening over over in that industry? Yeah, I have eight years of experience working in the legal industry in the UK. And when I started off this uh, many years ago now, that was something that firms were realizing back then. So I think for me, it was very circumstantial to be in a very big market where this was the big trend and people were aligning into it. The difference with Latin America is, and I think that it's obvious, it's a huge region. You see South America moving at a different uh, speed as Central America or Mexico. And it's it's interesting because law firms here 
on that institutionalization process that they are eager to continue building from um, have realized that, yeah, video marketing is something that they need to uh, to do. Whereas, for instance, in, in, in other jurisdictions now, you have separate teams for video marketing. Uh, over here, it tends to be that perhaps they just need someone to handle everything. And it's a very back office kind of element. Whereas in other firms now, they see the advantage of, some, of having someone uh, much more client-driven, client-outspoken, that it gets things done, not necessarily internally, but also externally. So the, the different levels of the roles with law firms in Latin America, it's a big blend. And on that, I think that it's catching up with what the North American and UK folks and the rest of the European uh, community is doing. And um, to, to, to be basically balancing out, whereas before perhaps uh, the region was following the trends from the other jurisdictions, I think that there's a little bit of a shift in the region setting up its own trends that can be followed from other parts of the world. And you mentioned there how some of the bigger firms in particular have separate BD and, and marketing functions. What do you see as the ideal structure and, and, and sort of role of BD teams in a modern firm? How have you seen those organized and, and how do they feed back and how do they engage with the partnership as well? I think it all depends on on the context of the of the firm at that stage, right? If it's if it's a younger firm, very ambitious, and they want to get this up and running, they perhaps they don't need a very big platform or functionality or a team behind them to support them of all these functions. So that's the reason perhaps why it all starts with just one single person, and then it gets too big. Then perhaps uh, thinking about how to grow that. But in the big big uh, law firms now, it's it's quite of a big trend splitting up the functions just because they're very different um, right from the outset. I mean, the, 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 the things that are done from the marketing aspect tend to be uh, on, on the branding basis, whereas perhaps the ones that are more related to BD are more around client outreach. And that is not necessarily something that a marketing professional has the background uh, if they don't come from the industry. The, the, one of the challenges that we have seen around splitting them up or keeping them together is uh, where do you get the talent from? If you get someone from the, that is very good at marketing because uh, they, they went uh, and, and they did this at other industries and then they just came over to, to the legal one, they ended up having a big of a shock because they don't know in certain elements how to proceed. Whereas if you have... From the other end, perhaps lawyers that have transitioned into these kind of roles, it tends to be easier to navigate because somehow, and I include myself on this, we know what to expect. I think there's no essential or a desired element as to how it can be structured. I think that it needs to be reviewed also around the culture of the firm, the plans on the firms at that stage, or what are the, the, the short, mid, or, or, or long-term planning around this. I think eventually everyone will end up with this structure, but I think it's very um, it's very nuanced as to around what the firm plans are. And you've said that um, a lot of it is sort of dependent on the firm's plans and, and, and objectives, but in the same sort of ideal situation, um, how do you see the distinction between marketing and business development and also between lawyers and business development? 
it's not a linear answer. I think that um, it, it depends also who you ask. I think that with this specific uh, discussion, I haven't found anyone that has given a consistent uh, answer across the board and everyone has different opinions on it. But however, from my perspective, I think that the marketing and the communication piece goes more out around branding and how the firm is perceived and what are they doing uh, uh, against their competitors and their peers and the positioning in the industry. Whereas the BD aspect, the business development has to do much more with the strategy around uh, clients and how we can devote more time with them uh, to understand their needs, uh, to get more clients, to understand how to get more clients and in, 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 in the best way to capitalize from the functions that we have here to make sure that lawyers' lives, when it comes uh, to dealing with clients, either potential prospects or whatever it is that it's involved, that they get um, a better sense as to um, how to build relationships. Because sometimes what happens with lawyers is that they're very good at what they do and they tend to be quite technical savvy, but they don't have perhaps a social skill or something that makes them persuasive against the client or before the client, I'm sorry. And that sometimes it's critical uh, because where you're trying to build is trust with your clients. Trust is the biggest element there. And that is something that perhaps on the BD function, it's much uh, well noticed and it's not so much on the marketing because marketing sometimes tends to be um, seen, but not projected. And the, the the reason I sort of ask is obviously you've got quite a unique background, having trained as a lawyer and now now finding yourself as a as a BD professional. Um, but are there also any particular key challenges, uh, focus points, um, or anything else that that you are spending your time on that has arisen as part of the formalization of of business development? Certainly, and I think that it's a challenge that it won't. Um hope that it would be a, a, a mindset shift in, in a few decades time. But what lawyers and what law firms need to understand is that everyone in their firm, irrespective of the position or hierarchy or whatever they're doing, everyone is an ambassador for the firm. Everyone can bring clients. Everyone is a representation of what the firm entails. And that is something that sometimes gets to be overshadowed because uh, legal professionals tend to be or the lawyers itself, much more focused and I'm the one bringing the clients and the rest of the team are just helping me out. Whereas it not gets together as a team. I think that is definitely shifting. We've seen it in other jurisdictions and we've seen it here definitely. Uh, but it's something that it's still, it's work in progress. And everyone, I think that culture needs to transpire into or it needs to be learned from other industries because that has happened elsewhere. And whereas here we tend to be much more rigid, I think that that's just the nature of uh, of what the legal industry does. But there is the realization now of capitalizing from it. In my particular perspective, the other big challenge that I have seen is um, how to make sure that we use marketing and digital marketing as a real tool to bring out business on a way in which gets to have proper understanding from lawyers. Sometimes I think that the marketing piece is the one that it's the most challenging for them to understand because they see 
more as an expense as opposed to an investment. So us as BDL marketing professionals need to make sure to be persuasive enough to make them understand with proper results and KPIs and everything around that as to the importance that this has. And not only that it's going to be a one-off, it needs to have certain uh, planning continuity to make sure that it continues to be successful. And that also a lot of what we do, it's a trial and error kind of situation. So perhaps we uh, build up initiative and we wanted to make sure that it, it was going to go well, but perhaps it wasn't as successful because X number of factors. The difference is to make sure that you build a platform around yourself in which you can make sure, yeah, this didn't work, but we'll try this other now, uh, this this new stuff now. And um, having the space and and the firm around uh, that can help out and understands those needs, it's critical for video and marketing professionals to make sure that they uh, they work together. I really like that idea or notion that all staff are, are ambassadors. I think that's something that that a, a, a lot of firms um, can 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 work on and, and, and increase the amount that they're pushing. Hugo, whether business or, or, or socially, what are you reading or listening to at the moment? Um, thanks, Cam. I've been reading uh, the biography of Ruth uh, Bader Ginsburg. It's called uh, In Her Own Words. It's very interesting. I got it after Christmas. And I, well, I, everyone knows about Notorious RBG, but I've never read anything about her. And then I got it as a Christmas present. And it's a fascinating story. Like you get to know the last years of her life and everything that she has achieved. But you never get to know the, the person. So I think that that was a very interesting kind of way to to get involved in, I don't know, doing a little bit of history. And it's very inspiring. And what is one thing you couldn't live without in your working life? Definitely my cell phone. <laughs> <laughs> I, feel, I feel completely uh, out of this world if I'm not uh, checking up on things. Uh, and, and and being able just to to to, to connect, uh, I don't know, instantly. I think probably quite a few culprits of of, of that as well. Um, and are there any habits that you think have particularly helped you throughout your career so far? Yes, definitely. Um, whilst I train as a lawyer, I've always seen the law as business, and I think that that somehow has helped me out to 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 navigate. The, the difficulties of the legal industry on a very uh, social and confident kind of way. Um, I've always been trying to transpire confidence to the people that I'm um, relating with. And, uh, and and putting that social element into it has has been the way in which I think that I accomplish a lot of things. That's a little bit more into, into the diplomacy. Um, I, I try to be very diplomatic, but also uh, because of my background, I'm very upfront. So it's a very good way to navigate both. Uh, but I think definitely uh, those two have been part of it and also try to be persuasive and and and, and persevere around everything that I do. Yeah, it's a, a fine balance to, to be struck between uh, sort of being upfront and, and, and diplomatic as well. And um, final one is what's your favorite way to unwind, Hugo? Oh, that's a good one. Um, uh, I'm a keen runner. Uh, I've been running now for... A long, long time. Uh, I started off with 10Ks and then I ended up doing the London Marathon and then I did Paris and, and Mexico City just last year. So I've always found that way in which I can just like 
completely unplug from what I'm doing and just focus on running the best way just to uh, be completely removed from all pressures and stress and focus on the things that I need to do in a different way. I don't know from from uh, your experience that I'm sure it was a great way to to see certain cities that that you've lived in as well. Oh, definitely. I, 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 I'm a tourist when it comes to it. You just sign up for the next race somewhere and then you just go. <laughs> and finally, Hugo, it's, before we sign off as well, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on. Um, if you had one piece of advice for aspiring BD leaders, what would that be? Be creative. Be persuasive. Learn how to build trust. And on top of everything, ask. Don't wait until they get to tell you what to do. I think that the main difference around what we do is that we need to go out and chase everyone around. And that's something that the more that we do it, the more confidence is going to build with the community around us, not only with lawyers, and people automatically is going to start coming to you to either discuss their challenges, to come up and solve problems with you, and it will somehow uh, be a big boost uh, for new generations to continue this instantaneous process that we have for for video marketing persistence in in the industry. I think definitely for the newer generations to come, and those that have paved the way before us, uh, we're in a very interesting time of change. But what they definitely need to make sure that they uh, focus on is to build trust, trust, and and make sure that. Uh, there's a perception around trust around what they do. It's going to be critical for them in years to come. Hugo, thanks so much. That that was that was very insightful. Um, thank you so much for, for for featuring on the podcast, and I'm sure our, our listeners will have a lot of uh, fantastic takeaways. Thank you, Pam, and it's been a pleasure to discuss all this. And I'm sure that the conversation will continue with our peers uh, at some other stage. This episode of the CMO Series podcast is brought to you by Passel the content marketing platform for professional services firms. Passel puts the power to create genuinely authentic and helpful content in the hands of your professionals, and it allows your brand and marketing team to effectively manage, distribute, and see the impact of your content. To start showing the market the true knowledge that your firm holds, visit home.passel.net forward slash demo to get a free online demo of the platform.